Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. You cannot trust someone unless you know them. To trust someone, you need to know they love you unconditionally and want the best for you. For example, if a stranger came to you and said, close your eyes and fall backwards, I will catch you. Would you trust them to do such a thing? How do you know they will catch you? You don't because you don't know if they are trustworthy. That is true to their word and will do everything they say they will do. Let us go to a true story of trust and faithfulness. Turn with me to Esther, chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. Then the king's scribes were called on the thirteenth day of the first month. And a decree was written according to all that Haman commanded. To the king's satraps, to the governors who were over each province, to the officials of all people, to every province according to its script, and to every people in their language. In the name of the king Ahasuerus, it was written, and sealed with the king's signet ring. And the letters were sent by couriers into all the king's provinces to destroy, to kill, and to annihilate all the Jews, both young and old, little children and women, in one day, on the thirteenth day of the twelfth month which is the month of Adhar, and to plunder their possessions. A copy of the document was to be issued as law in every province, being published for all people, that they should be ready for that day. Here is the situation. A man called Haman, whose name means magnificent, is the second most powerful man in the ruling nation at the time. Haman demanded respect, ruled with fear, and used the power he was given for evil, and he used it for his own personal gain and self-glory. Haman hated the Jews and ordered the total destruction of the Jewish nation. The king gave Haman the power to do as he pleased with the Jews not aware of the fullness of the implications regarding this situation. It would be like today if the second most powerful man in all the world was given power to send out their entire armies to all the world and kill every man, woman, boy and girl who followed Jesus. This is persecution on a massive scale. Such evil that is given power to work through one man's hate. So back to the story. At this time the king had a queen. Her name was Esther. Esther was from the tribe of Benjamin, the tribe of Abraham, the tribe of the Jews. The king did not know his queen was a Jew. Remember the king had issued a decree to eliminate the very tribe of people his Queen Esther was from. Queen Esther had a cousin. 
His name was Mordecai. Mordecai was from the same bloodline as Esther, the tribe of Benjamin, the tribe of Abraham, the tribe of the Jews. In the past, before Esther was queen, when she was young, her parents died. She was an orphan. With no mother and no father, she had no one to care for her, except her elder cousin Mordecai. Mordecai cared for her, loved her, and raised her as if she was his own daughter. In fact, he adopted her. So in this real-life drama, we have Haman, a hater of the Jews, the king, giving Haman his power and authority to kill all the Jews, not knowing his queen is a Jew, and Queen Esther, and she has a secret of her past that only Mordecai and herself know, that she is a Jew and was raised by him. And then there is Mordecai, a blood relation of Queen Esther, who raised her as his own daughter. So let us pick up the story when Haman encounters Mordecai at the king's gate. Esther, chapter 5, verse 9. So Haman went out that day joyful and with a glad heart. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate, and that he did not stand or tremble before him, he was filled with indignation against Mordecai. Mordecai was not afraid. He did not respond to Haman's tyranny in fear. For he knew that the God who created the heavens and the earth was greater than any evil. He also knew that not only that God was all-powerful, but Mordecai knew him personally. Mordecai knew that it was God who was not only the all-powerful, but he was 100% faithful. Mordecai, being a Jew, knew their history and the Holy Scriptures. For God had made a promise to his ancestor Abraham and his descendants. Mordecai knew that deliverance was promised for the Jews by God and that in him he could trust. In complete contrast, Haman, who was consumed by pride and fueled by hate, plotted a personal vendetta against Mordecai. Let us read Esther, chapter 5, verses 10 to 13. Nevertheless, Haman restrained himself and went home, and he sent and called for his friends and his wife Zeresh. Then Haman told them of his great riches, the multitude of his children, everything in which the king had promoted him, and how he had advanced him above the officials and servants of the king. Moreover, Haman said, Besides, Queen Esther invited no one but me to come in with the king to the banquet that she prepared. And tomorrow I am again invited by her, along with the king. Yet all this avails me nothing so long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate. Haman's pride was so blinding him to the truth that he bragged about his wealth 
status, and favor from the queen. Not knowing the queen he received favor from was from the tribe that he said he hated. Not only the same tribe of the Jews, but the cousin and adopted daughter of the man he so vehemently hates. So the tension builds. It is now a matter of life and death. Esther chapter 4, verses 13 to 17. And Mordecai told them to answer Esther, Do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, Go, gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will fast likewise. And so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther commanded him. Let us read verse 14 again. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. Mordecai knew the faithfulness of God in fulfilling his promises. History had testified and proved to Mordecai of the faithfulness of God. For generations before, God delivered Mordecai's people from slavery. The true story of the deliverance is celebrated by his people as the Passover. Mordecai knew how God had provided for everything for his ancestors. God provided for them even in the wilderness, and even when they didn't want to be close with God, he was there with them. He journeyed with them as a cloud by day and a fire by night. Mordecai also knew how God led his people into the promised land. Unfortunately, history also testifies of the unfaithfulness of humanity and even his own tribe where generations after generations rebelled against God and worshipped foreign gods. They rejected God and yet God continued to pursue them in love. God also honoured Mordecai's ancestors in promising that through the generations of Abraham, the Anointed One would come. He would be the eternal deliverer who would deliver and rescue all people, all tribes, all nations and all tongues. Yet even in the rejection of God, in Mordecai's people, praise God, there was always a remnant, a group or individual who would believe the creator of heaven and earth and all things good, and as a result, worship only him. Mordecai was one such person. He knew God and how all through the generations of his people and their unfaithfulness, God 
was still faithful. For it is true, God fulfills every promise because he so loves, because he is faithful and true, because that is who he is. Mordecai could have chosen to believe the death notice of Haman, but Mordecai chose to believe in the truth about God. Mordecai knew God for who he is and what he has done. So Queen Esther had received favour and power from the king, and unlike Haman, used that power for others. She did not love her life more than those of the others, and she did not have pride in who she had become. She knew God and chose to be part of his mission of deliverance and freedom for her people. In this instance, to deliver her people from the terror and the killing and hate of Haman, a man who had chosen to align himself with evil. Esther could have chosen to think only of herself and deny her own identity. Instead, she chose to empower her tribe, her people, her nation, to be part of the deliverance process. The Jews were united, standing against a common enemy, working together to deliver the Jewish nation from the terror, killing and hate of Haman. As the story goes, Esther risked her own life to come before the king without an invitation. If someone came before the king without an invitation, he could refuse them and have them imprisoned or even worse, executed on the spot. So Esther laid down her life, walked into the king's court. The king accepted her into his courts and granted her favour. She revealed to the king her own secret of being of Jewish blood and the schemes of Haman to eliminate her people. The king granted Esther favour, and as a result, the edict to kill all Jews was withdrawn. He also granted favour towards Mordecai. Both Mordecai and Esther ruled and reigned in the land. Esther was given by the king his authority, and Mordecai became the king's advisor, issuing royal edicts with the king's own signet ring. Esther's and Mordecai's people were spared, and great rejoicing went through the land. The favour that God had placed upon the Jewish people became evident. The text tells us that they had light and gladness, joy and honour during that time. History proves God is faithful. Jesus the Messiah came from the tribe of Judah, the lineage of Abraham. Mordecai knew even if Esther said no to the choice of being part of God's rescue plan, God would still deliver them and find someone else. Humanity cannot thwart God's plan. He knows who will receive him and who will reject him. He knows everything before time began. Yet he still pursues each one in love, truth and power. God is faithful even when we are not. His will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I believe it is this generation that God has placed on this planet for a time such as this to be united in his spirit, in his name, 
to the glory of God our Father. Jesus empowers all who receive him. All we have to do is receive. Say yes to Jesus. Yes to God and his right to rule and reign. And each day is a new day to grow in knowing him more and more. Know he is faithful. Know he loves us unconditionally. And he loves us so much that he gave us his life. He gave his life for even those who will never receive him. So we can stand in his faithfulness. For in the confidence of him we can trust. Like the Jews, we have a common enemy, Satan, and our own selfish desires or the flesh. In fact, anything that exalts itself above the power and authority of Jesus and opposes itself against God is our enemy. Our enemy is not others. Our enemy is not people. The flesh and our selfish desires corrupt, and it has to be nailed to the cross has to be surrendered to the Father's will, given to him, to be subjected to the power and authority of Jesus. Knowing of God's perfect love for us, we no longer have to fear. The devil has no access to our mind as we are convinced of God's love for us. The more we know the truth, the more we can expose the lies of the evil one and of our selfish desires. Being immersed in him, having received him, we can stand in his faithfulness and give him our thoughts, emotions, hurt and pain. And yes, give him our victories, our highs and our lows and everything in between. God fulfills every promise because he so loves, because he is faithful, because this is who he is. Like Mordecai and Esther, God gives us a free choice to be part of his mission, to live in the victory of Jesus, in this world damaged by evil. Rooted and established in the revelation of his love, surrendered to our Father's will, letting him change us into the image of his Son. For we were and are created for a time such as this. Praise his mighty name. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you are faithful. You are always faithful and you continue to pursue everyone in love. And we just cast down our crowns, our victories, knowing that they are from you and they are of you. And we also take this moment just to surrender the hurt, the pain, the frustrations, the emotions, whatever they be, the highs, the lows. And remember each day to surrender them to you and say thank you. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for your deliverance. But most of all, thank you for who you are. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name.